Welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business by Paul G. Walmsley. This podcast helps entrepreneurs and network marketing professionals create and market their brand so they attract customers and top quality people to their business. Each episode is jam-packed with real-life, battle-tested, cutting-edge marketing tips and strategies. So let's dive right in. Here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Walmsley and welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business. I'm sat here in my apartment in Beverly Hills, California, and through the wonders of Skype, all the way in Edmonton, Canada, I have the pleasure of having Mitch Miller on the show tonight. So welcome, Mitch. How's it going? Wonderful, Paul. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm actually excited to chat with you. All right, cool. So a little bit of background on how Mitch and I know each other. As you all know by now, if you're regular listeners, that I am a marketing geek, obsessed by marketing, just been on this quest this last two years or so of learning as much as I can about marketing. And as a result of that, you end up in certain Facebook groups or masterminds or monthly membership programs, and you start seeing you know familiar faces out there. And a lot of people will post in Facebook groups and give feedback and you're like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. But I started noticing Mitch Miller's comments and posts. And I'm like, who's this dude? That made sense what he just wrote there. It was fascinating to me because other people were commenting going, you know, Mitch knows his stuff. Mitch turned my business around. When Mitch Miller writes, you listen and read. I'm like, oh man, who is this guy? When I go in these groups, forums, whatever you want to call them, if I see that Mitch has posted something, boom, I zero in on that. And amazingly, Every now and then, and I'm on it with this as well, that if I post things, sometimes Mitch will like the post or make a comment and actually reached out last week and said, hey, I like your style. I want to be on the show. So honored and pleased and excited about the show myself. So thanks very much, Mitch. Well, that's quite the intro. Yeah. I mean, mainly selfishly, I know people are going to get a lot out of this conversation, but I mainly just wanted to, to kind of chat with you and then and just basically, you know, shoot from the hip together on, on marketing and see if we can't come up and give any listener like maybe a breakthrough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to give you the chance, Mitch, just to kind of, you'll do a better job than I will at this of letting mm. people know your background, what your strengths are, what you do, and then we'll dive right into it. Go ahead. Cool. And I think it'll also help to know my weaknesses. So I started off completely clueless in the business world. I had no idea. I was fresh off of a heart attack from too much partying from being in a rock band and kind of just not knowing nothing about anything really. And all I did know is I stumbled across Tony Robbins. And so I started getting motivated. But at the time, I was basically a motivated idiot. I really didn't know what anything in the business world or in the marketing world meant. And so what happened was basically I stumbled across a man named Jay Abraham, who was one of my ultimate mentors. He was actually interviewed by Tony Robbins and that's how I found out about it. And I kind of got sucked into the rabbit hole of marketing. And that was about maybe 12 years ago now. And I ferociously studied and ferociously listened and read everything I could get my hands on. Usually I wouldn't even have a job. And, and I actually... I mean, it's a long story short, but I actually went homeless for a period of time because I was too stubborn to get a job. I just wanted to learn this stuff so much. And that sounds ridiculous, I understand, but I was basically a a stupid kid. But I basically uh, slowly built myself up and my knowledge and and started doing things and starting little businesses and started landscaping companies and a web design business and just kind of started these little $500 to $1,000 a month little side businesses. And I could never really break past that point. And I mean, it took me a good eight years to even get to that point to be able to figure out how to make a little side business happen, but then I couldn't break through that point. And then it just slowly, eventually all the dots start to connect together. Cause I would even sleep with some of this marketing knowledge and business <laughs> stuff. I like literally I would sleep with it on trying to brainwash myself. Mm-hmm. And it was just some intense study. Like you, I mean, you can't make up for that kind of time. And, and so basically all the dots started to connect together a few years ago and everything that was rattling around in the head just kind of cinched up together. And then it's kind of just been explosive from there. And so basically in a nutshell, what I do right now is I craft words, whether or not that's words spoken or words on a paper, but these words basically influence people to buy and they almost force people to pay attention and desire what it is you're selling and then buy or sign up or whatever you want them to do. What I figured out is that words are all we have. That's how we decode the entire world around us is by words. And so there's nothing more important than the words that you say in order to get somebody to either do what you want them to do or, or buy what you are selling. And so that's what I do. I, I'm like basically a wordsmith. I craft words 
Some call it advertising, some call it marketing. Really, it's just sales. It's all just sales. And that's what I do. Okay. So listening to Mitch Thur, very similar, and I'm not saying I'm in the same league in any way, shape or form, but I do the same instead of writing the words in my regular sales job, I sell over the phone. So I'm not, I don't get to see the person. They don't get to see me. They don't get to see the office or the product. It's literally just listening to them and often using their words. But every word that comes out of my mouth, I've been doing this for eight years, there's a reason for it and it achieves a certain goal, if you will. So very, very similar. And, I, and I, funnily enough, I've been described by some colleagues as a wordsmith, but not writing mm-hmm. them, but just using them over the phone. And it still blows me away that I can talk to somebody on the opposite end of the country who first of all thinks I'm, you know, what country are you in because of my accent? So they think I'm in Bangalore or something. <laughs> and then I let it, I'm in Los Angeles and you hear, that, oh, okay, okay, fine. And it fascinates me still that 10, 15 minutes later, you know, they're placing an order for and and it's like, wow, you know, so yeah, very similar. But again, I'm fascinated to see how you, you know, how you write the words. I I guess the official term is copywriter. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess that's the official term for it. you want to be pigeonholed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So normally for our regular listeners, you'll know that we have a specific kind of structure to the, to the episode with uh, certain questions and and again, the guest already knows what the questions are, so they can plan and prepare. But I didn't want to pen Mitch in with that tonight. I just said, let's just go for it and see what comes up and how we can help our listeners. So I gave Mitch an overview of our typical listener. And this is what I think you are out there listening in right now. And I hope I'm right. You're into marketing or you're into a side business. You're not full-blown marketers yet, but you you have this goal of generating an extra stream of income. It could be through a direct sales and network marketing kind of opportunity, or you could have started dabbling in affiliate marketing or, or marketing on Amazon or Etsy or eBay or something that you're doing on the side. And you're at that stage where you're not getting the results you were looking for or hoping for. And every time you open up the computer, you're like, oh my God, should I be doing Pinterest now or Instagram or should I have a blog or should I try a podcast? And there's all these shiny objects out there. And then you hear you've got to write emails and be good at copy and, and your just mind's ready to blow, explode. So what I'm going to hope uh, Mitch and I can come up with tonight is just one or two good solid ideas where you can say, okay, I can get my teeth into that. I can learn more about that. I can, I can start implementing that. So Mitch, let's just use network marketing at first. First example, if you're two years into a network marketing career, you're not getting the results you were hoping for, and you're just kind of getting overall by this whole term of marketing and online and sales funnels and all this crazy stuff, what are some of the things that you kind of immediately start focusing on knowing what i know now and if i had if i had to do it from complete scratch actually which which i do i mean we start multiple different businesses within our own business all the time in different industries from scratch and there's actually a very simple principle that i would use to immediately do that and basically what it is, is is people buy into opportunities. See, the thing with beginning in network marketing is partially the feeling that you feel maybe like a fraud because you know, obviously if you haven't had success yet and you're trying to convince somebody that they can have more success than you have, it's just kind of incongruent. Mm-hmm. And that incongruency is actually what causes people not to follow through with the opportunity that you're presenting to them because they're kind of like, well, you know, so I've, but I've noticed specifically, I've had people try to enroll me in network marketing programs and that what it never resonated with me because there was always that that weird disconnect of them not actually have being in that position that they're selling. And so I would say the very first thing is you want to have complete congruency. And what that means is basically your thoughts, words, and actions are completely aligned. And when they're completely aligned, you come off as completely authentic and therefore trustworthy and someone's going to trust you. And so what I mean by that practically is I would probably just like if I was literally if and and, and this is coming from a guy who now just so you guys listening have a frame of reference for one page uh, for like a one one letter I charge over $10,000 US and the results of the last one that we did was that we did about $191,000 in sales within less than a month on only $7,000 of advertising spend. And I I say that simply just to say that if I were to do this all over again, I would be completely congruent and say something like, hey, guess what? I've just started network marketing. I do not, absolutely do not 
have the results that we can get. However, I would like to build a team and I'd like to show you why I believe in this so much and why I believe that we can do this together and make it more. And, and, and you guys understand that it's all about teamwork and everything, but the congruency, because I, I see too many people and maybe this is just my own experience. And Paul, you can really hear your thoughts right after this. But basically, I find that a lot of people are almost trying to dance around the fact that they're not quite successful at it yet, or maybe they're trying to hide the fact that they're not, or maybe trying to seem more successful of it than they can, instead of just being completely congruent with it and saying, this is exactly where I'm at. And with your help, we can both get to point B. Well, that's brilliant because it, it, it ties in a, very much with a post I put on Facebook today. I don't know whether you read it or not. If, if you didn't, that's even more freaky that we're exactly on the same page because I see this all the time and I'm guilty of it myself as well in, in my past where I see and I know lots and lots and lots of people in network marketing that are not making it. They're not earning 500 bucks a month. They're not earning 1000 bucks a month. They're not earning 10 grand a month, but they're doing that whole fake it till you make it kind of thing where they're posting, I love my life. I, this is not work. I love my job. You know, I, Normally I would be at work, but I'm doing this now. And I know that they're like on the brink of like not having a home to live in. And yes. I'm not criticizing those people in any way, shape or form. So it's brilliant how you've immediately identified that. So the listeners on the show here that are not earning the big bucks and you're too years in what mitch is saying there is if you keep doing this fake it till you make it people see right through it right away Mm -hmm. and if you can reach out and say you know what i'm kind of embarrassed i've been doing this for two years i've worked my tail off and i'm not getting there right now you may have noticed that but man i'm not giving up i'm going for it and let's do this together that's what you're saying mitch correct that's what I'm saying. And that's, then that's, that's kind of just a, a general thing of what I've noticed on a more practical level. If you want to really start crushing and make that 500 to a thousand or more per month, the first thing that I would do once I'm completely congruent with where I'm at and being completely humble is I would then, I would then make, because here's the thing, people crave leadership. I believe, I can't remember who it was, but there's a quote that I love that says, most people are walking around with their umbilical cord in their hand looking for a place to plug it in. <laughs> nice. And so you want to become the leader. You want to be a leader. And it means you need to step up and really just tell people to join your team because you are able to paint a picture of the better life that you know that they want and you want as well. And you can paint that picture for them and you can enunciate their frustrations and their fears and and what they're going through in their life, which is probably very similar to your own. And you can connect with them and then paint that picture of a compelling future then that you are the leader to take them there. That's where you got to have to be completely bold with what you're doing and believe in yourself. And so from there, what's really interesting, and this is not something that not a lot of people do, but anyone can do for nearly no money, is I would immediately begin doing things to build my authority. And the first thing I would do is I would probably, okay, for example, if, if you're in network marketing and you have skincare or it's, um, you know, the body by Vi with the protein shakes and, and the health stuff. So whatever the product is, is based around a certain theme. So for example, skincare is based around beauty. So what I would do is immediately create a Facebook group for all about beauty secrets and skincare and all about being more beautiful as a woman or a man or whatever you are. And I would create that Facebook group and I would cultivate it with content about how to better clean your skin and how to be more beautiful and and motivational quotes in the morning and make it a place where people want to go for the general information of what it is that you sell. And then you can begin as you have that authority and that credibility and that trust with your audience by giving them so much value around the subject matter itself, then you can easily parlay that into opportunity, any opportunity or product that you have because you now have their trust. You have their trust and you have a, a familiar home, a familiar place that they want to hang out in. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's genius. Like, I mean, even the weight loss stuff, if you have a Facebook group for weight loss, and that's why the Body by Vi guys really did get it right in some ways. And this is coming from a complete outsider who really knows nothing. But the the whole 30-day fitness challenge Mm -hmm. by buying the shakes and and doing the fitness challenge thing, absolutely incredible for indoctrinating people in and building the relationship and the trust and getting you compliant and moving forward. 
It's absolutely brilliant. And you don't have to be involved with Body Vi to create a similar kind of challenge. You don't have to do exactly what your network marketing company wants you to do. For example, it doesn't, if, you, if you're in one that is about skincare, for whatever example here, skincare, you can create your own 30-day challenge, something to do with that. And it's just for you. And you can do anything that you want to create an environment for yourself where you are a trusted authority on a subject matter. And it doesn't take much to become that authority. You don't have to be like this great, huge, incredible leader. You just have to give people value and fun things throughout the day and and make them feel good. And you'll build a loyal following. And then from there, they'll just follow you in whatever it is that you offer them to do, no matter what it would be. So the, the, the title of this podcast and the website is How to Market You and Your Business. And it's in that order on purpose. Mm. So, so what Mitch is saying there is market yourself as a leader, as a fun person, as someone who provides value and resources. And then the people are then going to say, by the way, what do you do? What is your business? You want them asking you as opposed to you ramming it down their throat, correct? Correct. People buy you. And listen, the, the opportunities may change. You may switch companies, mm-hmm. you know, but people will follow you wherever you go and whatever you decide to do because they like you. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know that most network marketers, and myself included, when I first joined the business, do the opposite. It's the product and the company and the compensation plan and the free car and the vacations, ramming it down the throat. And then... You know, I, I see it all the time. We, I think we commented on this on Facebook in the past, Mitch, where people invite you to their new Facebook page and you get there and it is just marketing collateral, post after post after post. And I always like the page out of courtesy and then I never return because there's no reason ever to go back there. And also what I did on the opposite, what Mitch is saying here, a couple of years ago, I started a 30-day accountability group on Facebook for network marketers and about 700 people joined that group and we went through 30 days of me coming up with, okay, today I want you to do this and yesterday was great, now we're going to do that and I just kind of flew by the seat of my pants and did it. Mm. I had no planning for it. It actually just came about almost by an accident and I said, let's do this. And it ended up being run three 30 days on the run. It was over 2,000 people in that. And as a result of that 30-day group three times, I wrote my best-selling book. Because over that 90 days, I had 2,000 people telling me what they needed help with. And I just wrote the damn book and only because they told me what they needed. That's absolutely brilliant. Total fluke. I had no idea what I was doing, but I pulled it off and, yeah, and it worked It worked well. So, okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a network marketer walking the dog and I'm like, great, I'm going to start a Facebook group around coffee or skincare or whatever the heck it is. What else would you do? I mean, just elaborating on that a little bit. You, the thing is, like you said, the Facebook pages you see where people are just kind of trying to ram the opportunity down someone's throat. And I've seen this too. I mean, there's been local groups in my city that I've kind of joined and I hate to do that because then as soon as someone else joins, they post on the, on the wall of it and they just say, boom, opportunity. If you guys are interested in this, here's an opportunity. And what they're doing is it's kind of like how Gary Vaynerchuk, if anyone's familiar with them, basically he, he has a book called jab, 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 right hook. And the reason that he has three jabs before right hook is because he gives before he takes. which is the analogy. And so most people trying to start these opportunities or or trying to to sell the opportunity, yes, you could argue that you're giving them an opportunity or whatnot, but that's a play on words and that's not actually true. Mm -hmm. You're asking them to take on a risk. You're asking them to do something or you're trying to sell them something before you've given them value. So what you want to do is you need to flip the script around and try to give as much value and help people out as much as possible before you ask for anything back, which is why I love that body by Vi thing is because they helped you lose some weight and feel better about yourself. And then after they've done that for you and created some reciprocation, which reciprocation is is one of the biggest triggers of influence in the entire world. It's the same feeling you get when you go into a supermarket and they have the samples of food there and you eat the sample and you feel compelled to chit chat, small chat the woman there, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though you don't really want the food, but you feel compelled to look at the wrapper and go, oh, what is this here? Mm-hmm. And you feel that almost, it's almost a guilt, but it's a feeling. And and you can brilliantly use that to your advantage, but understanding that as long as you can give and help people first before you ask, when you ask, they're going to want to, even just out of pure obligation, but out of you know decency and friendship, it's just a nice thing to do. It's like you've helped someone out. They would love to hear your presentation, right? They would love, love, love to sit down with you. Absolutely. And, I, and what I say in the, my book, I say to people, 
in, in typically network marketing, you're told two a day, 10 in play, go and find two more people today to tell about your bit or, or expose to your business or share the opportunity with. So you're going forwards. And I say, let's turn that around and, and somehow today have two people ask you about your business. So what Mitch is saying there, what can you do today to provide value where someone says, hey, that's really cool. Thanks for that. What the hell do you do? What is it that you do? Once they ask you, then you step back a little bit and it's like a dance. They'll come a bit closer. If you get in their face, they're going to go on the back foot. They're going to back away. Okay, well, thanks very much for telling me that. I'm out of here. So yes. once you've actually got someone says, hey, Paul, hey, Mitch, we know what, what is it? You, what the hell do you do? If you then go, oh, yeah, this is my chance to let, let them know. And then in the network marketing term we use, then you throw up all over them. Then mm. you've blown it. So you've just got to do that little bit of a dance <laughs> and say, oh, well, that's good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I do this. And in my book is, you, it's, I, I, I actually own the URL, then shutthehellup.com. So have them keep stepping towards you and, and coming towards you because as soon as you start going towards them, boom, it's over with. Would you agree? Yeah, man, that's, that's absolutely perfectly well said. And what's interesting too is if you want to peel back the onion more and just get more primal network marketing. now network it's your network and so what is a network it's your network of friends and so really this business is about making friends and so a lot of people probably miss the boat and really probably need to read how to win friends and influence people and understand that the best way to be and i'm I'm very i can't remember for the life of me some of these exact quotes but basically if you want to be liked you need to like people first and if you want people to listen to you then you need to listen to them first and so it's all about them right if somebody talks about themselves to you because you keep asking them questions, then they're going to find you interesting. It's the weirdest, it's the weirdest phenomenon on earth. It says, if you want to be interesting, be interested in people. Mm -hmm. And what that means, literally, if you sit down with somebody and you ask them about their life for 45 minutes and you, and you really dig in and you engage and you care and you actually give a, a crap, when they're finished that conversation, they're going to think to themselves, man, that person was interesting. And it's the weirdest thing because you didn't say anything about yourself. Right. Absolutely. When, when people call into my regular job, the first thing I see, because they always call in, they've seen a commercial on TV or they've been on the internet and they, and they contact us and they want to know about, they always call in, I'd like some information. I'd like you to send me that kit. I'd like you to send me a, a catalog or whatever the heck they're calling in for. Right. The first thing I say, I always say, hey, well, thanks for calling in. What's your first name? Joe. Great. Right, Joe. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Tell me a story. <laughs> Boom. And then I shut up. And you can I love hear, that. Yeah, that puts them off, yeah. puts them off guard, too. They always go, well, well, well uh, I'm calling in about the kit. I said, yeah, I'll get the kit to you. No problem. But what's going on? Why are you calling today? <laughs> and then it's fascinating because I shut the hell up. And they start talking, and I use the classic forum, family, occupation, recreation, motivation. Yeah. And, and I want them to say to themselves, like you were saying, Mitch, this guy gets me. He cares. Actually, no one's listened to me for about 10 years. You know, I'm, I'm getting beaten up at home and at work and with the kids and the wife or the husband and whatever. This person, I don't know who he is, but man, he's actually listening to what I'm saying here. And, <laughs> and I'll often say, is it okay if I make notes? And they'll go holy shit, this guy is listening and he's making notes and I'm just writing down. And at the end, I always say, well, thanks for sharing that with me. I've got to know you a little bit. Let's see if I can help you. Yeah. And it's a whole different energy once you do it that way. What's cool too is, okay, we're talking about this is making friends and this this really still is comes down to sales as well, right? And, and this, and this and I do copy, Paul does, you do writing, or I'm not writing, yes. sorry, sales. Right. Over the phone, right. influencing people. And I do it through the, through the written word. And really, they're almost the same thing. And it is sales. And, and what's, what's cool about sales is that people will take your word on it. If you're confident and you can explain something in a clear, confident way, people will take you up on it. And I found that the more you get into sales and realize how complicated it is and it feels so complicated, and the more you do it, the more that it actually is extremely, extremely easy and simple. You just believe in yourself and you believe in the product. And, and here's, here's something. If, if, you're, if you're meeting with people and you're having presentations and they're not sticking, they're not going through, people just aren't having it. I am wagering a guess. You are probably thinking too much about how you're feeling in the situation. If you're nervous, what you're trying to get out of it. Because the truth is, if you truly, truly, truly believe that this opportunity is a good one and you really actually care 
about the person that's in front of you, like, and you really actually care about them, then you can always get through to them. Right. Right. But if you're, if you're thinking product and opportunity first and pushing at them, it's over with. That's right. Okay, cool. So people listening in now, so you're, as you're walking the dog or you're driving to work or whatever you're doing, you're probably thinking, oh man, you know, I, that reminds me, I, you know, I'd love to call Jennifer again because I blew it with her and, you know, Steve would have, you know, I, when I first joined, I, I knew he would crush it, but then I ended up throwing up all over him and, and they've seen me for the last 18 months and they know I'm not, I don't have the car yet or the vacations or I'm not living on a beach and I'm a gazillionaire yet. So they probably think, you know, I'm not good at what I do and I'm, it's going to be really difficult to contact them again. Now, what advice could you give them, Mitch? Would it be contacting them verbally belly to belly through the internet how would you kind of rekindle some blown opportunities well my personal approach is i don't to be honest because i don't clutter myself with that so being being a consultant what i do if i kind of blew something or if somebody's not quite interested i never chase this is like a very big cornerstone to how i operate is i don't chase anybody i give value and people come to me and if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Then it probably wasn't meant to. And blown opportunities and, and, and thinking about these things are only going to, in my experience, clutter your mind. And there's always new people. There's always new experiences. And some people come back around. But I wouldn't focus that energy there personally because I feel it's not a good place for my energy. But I do find that by not chasing, by letting it come to me, and I know it sounds weird too, because, you know, as network marketing professionals, salespeople, as, as real estate agents, as, as we're, we're, we're trained to go get it. And, and especially in network marketing too, it's, you got to go get it and ask and, and hustle and go. My personal approach is, yes, you get it, go hustle and go, but don't sell it. Go hustle and go and help people and give value around what it is that you're selling and what the products are and whatnot and help people in that way. And then just give so much value, hustle in the form of giving value. And then just have an opportunity available to people and they will naturally gravitate towards you wanting to take you up on it. So I would never personally chase anybody around for anything. Okay. All right. So people listening to that will be like, okay, I got that. That's a great point. So now I need, and I'm just using terms of fresh blood. I need leads. I need, (laughs) how do I get the cold market? One of my obsessions with this, and I see it all day long, I see this whole thing about, you know, leads, 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 leads. Yeah. But, but then, so what? You know, if you don't know how to approach those leads or you, or you do throw up on them or you do chase them, well, you're just spinning wheels. So if you were looking now, you know, the holy grail of leads or sales funnels or whatever, what, what advice could you give people to say, okay, well, how do I get fresh blood? I would create a lead magnet, and right. if, I'm not sure. Are you? Are your listeners familiar with lead magnets? Do you talk about them? Maybe, but we can we can discuss it. Sure. Uh, a lead magnet is simply a fancy way of saying a bribe in order to get somebody into a conversation with you. And basically, what a lead magnet is is a free, usually free, piece of value, a specific chunk of value to someone who is of your market. So for example, if you're if you're in network marketing and you're selling skincare to 40 plus women, then having an ebook or a report or a video or some sort of piece of media where you give away tips or secrets and how they can have better skin per se or whatnot, even something as simple as that. And that piece of value is either traded for an email address or contact information in order to follow up later, or it's just on YouTube or it's on Facebook and in your Facebook group that you create. If it, no matter where it is, if, if you ask specifically for contact details for it in the trade, you see guys have seen a lot of these pages where it says, would you like this free ebook on blank? All you have to do is give us your email. Everyone's seen those kind of pages. So once they have their email, a lot of people put in their fake email addresses. Once you put in your email, then you know that they're going to follow up with you and start a conversation. But you didn't start off with trying to sell them something. You didn't start off with an opportunity. You started off them off with giving them a gift or pretty much it's just giving them a gift and they give their email address in return. And then you have that and or have you. YouTube video and then it says go to your go to your website or something from there. But basically you put out these little these little treats, these little gifts all around the internet. And you can do it through your you like I said, your group, you do it through YouTube, you can do it through simply even advertising on Facebook because if you know that your opportunity is good for, for women over 40, then you can 
literally advertised to women over 40 for this free skincare ebook on how to have more beautiful skin and how to tighten wrinkles and whatnot. And they come and they put their email address in and they get their gift. And once they're on there, that's when you don't throw up on them. That's when you continue to slowly build. I hope you liked it. I hope you liked that ebook you got yesterday. I recorded a quick video about blank and I hope you enjoy it. And you just give value until there's that trust built and then they thank you for it and such. And then at that point, you have the right to maybe offer up an opportunity. Hey, I got, if, if, you, if you like that, you know, these products are really cool. If you'd like to buy some, or actually if you, you know, and then you can just slowly and with manners and social grace, you can slowly start to present your opportunity, but you need to have patience. Most people are doing the equivalent of of acting like a horny high school teenager, <laughs> just wanting to get the job done so fast when you really, it's a courtship process. Right, right. And, I, and I'm just going to share with our listeners that Mitch has a brilliant lead magnet. Do you want to share with them, with our listeners, what yours is? I have multiple okay, ones. Right, let me help you then. Let me help you. The offer for the five minute critique. Oh, okay. Because I'm in marketing and I understand that once typically somebody who is exposed to my advice and they're in a position to hire me or they want to have some of the services that we offer, I know that by getting my advice personally on a specific topic or or their website or their business, that they're going to pretty much be sold. So what I understood, what I basically decided to do on my homepage was offer a free five minute video critique on anyone's sales material or marketing material or website or whatnot. And so basically I have a little video that says, Hey, I'd like to offer a free video critique of your stuff. Even though it's going to be only going to be a five minute critique, it's going to be filled with amazing, amazing stuff and breakthroughs for your own business. And all you have to do is just put in your email and I'll give it to you. So there's a little button they, they click and it goes to a little form where it has their name and their email and then the actual link to the material that they like critique. They submit it and then my assistant goes through it and she, she sorts it or whatnot and then it gets back to me. And then I will shoot a video critique of going through their marketing stuff. And it's an incredible way to help somebody because it's not like a static report or something. It's actually personal. So it's actually a personal lead magnet. So even though it requires a little more effort on my part, I'm happy to do it because I get to actually personally help somebody. It's more powerful that way. And at the same time, I get to you know work on my chops. I get to work on how I help people and how I present people and my presentation skills as well. And that can be really helpful. Okay. So I'm listening to that and the gears in the brain are wearing just <laughs> wazzing around right now. So again, for our listeners, you might be listening to that going, well, I don't have an assistant and how do you do this video critique? And, and while wow, that sounds like time consuming and I'm, I don't earn the kind of money that Mitch earns. So how am I going to get all that done? Well, let's just put all that to the side. That's just excuses. That's just so what? Get over it. If you're marketing coffee, if you're a chiropractor, if you're a realtor, absolutely, you can be creative and think, okay, how do I offer people who are thinking of selling their home a five-minute critique of how they stage the house? Or can I send them a five-minute video on here's the five mistakes people tend to make? Or here's the way to make the perfect cup of coffee in the morning. Whatever it is, figure something mm -hmm. out and be the only person in your entire bloody company that's doing this. And, and I know that I took Mitch up on his offer and he's very smart way he puts the offer out. He didn't just throw it out there with no value. He'll basically, on a, in the middle of a Facebook post somewhere, he'll put, hey, I got some spare time here. The next five people that put in their email address in here, I'm going to personally go to your landing page and critique it for you right now. Go, boom. And it's mm -hmm. that scarcity and that time. And you go, hold on a minute, this dude charges $10,000 to write one letter. And he's going to look at my business for free for five minutes. I want a piece of that. Again, we're not at the same level as Mitch right now, but it, just do something similar and think, what value can I provide? And the great thing about the video, what Mitch does is, as he said, it's very, it's personal. You hear his voice and you go, I've now got a connection with him. And that is huge. So listening to the podcast right now, I want you to, I'm going to say, tell the dog against the tree. Don't do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do something now. If you walk in the dog, you're at the gym, you're in the car, pull the side car to the side of the road, get a notepad out and start writing down what five minute video could I make for my potential customers that I could personalize and, and provide to them. 
great idea, Mitch. What's interesting too is doing the video is going to give you a level of authority and credibility, which you can't usually achieve through just maybe posting on Facebook and, and that and that kind of such. That is the next level. Now, there's even a level above that, the, the route that you went, Paul, which is writing a book. Now, they do have similar authority. And obviously, you know, everyone would love to write a book too. But you may not just have that may just be too daunting of a task. And that's understandable. I can tell you personally that it's you can do it. Absolutely. You can do it. It's just it's bigger in your head than it is in in real life. Mm -hmm. However, that said, the video is a very good start and a very cheap start as long as you take care of a few lighting basics. And so I would just make sure you have very bright lights and just get a good camera or borrow a good camera. Like for God's sakes, I mean, there's, there's zero excuse. I mean, I was, I was damn homeless and I figured this stuff out. So I bet you nobody listening on this podcast was homeless. And so, I mean, there's always, you can always borrow extra lights. You can always borrow a camera. You can always figure it out. There's always a way to do what it is that you need to do to become an authority and to create a herd of people around you, either through it, like I said, through a Facebook group, through a local events, networking events, whatever you do, you're in network marketing. For, for this example, which means you got to step out of your damn comfort zone, right? You got to be uh, strong and you got to be extroverted. And that's just the reality of it is you need to be okay with building groups of people around you who, who rely on you. And, and, and it's okay to be that leader because people crave it. And you don't have to be this special, special person. You can just be a regular person but you have to care about people and you're the one that has that torch and that torch is your vision for the for the future your vision of what can be if everyone around you bands together and you are the one that has to hold that torch and you have to bear that 100% responsibility so that other people can completely trust in you but you have to be okay with being that beacon of light for other people. Yeah, and you've got to be, as Mick said right at the beginning, you've got to be congruent as well. So going back to that person that's two years into network marketing or three years in and not having the success you have, you, you expected or hoped, you can reach out to people and say, hey, I've got some great news here. I just spent the last two years and I'm looking at it as the cost of tuition to learn everything mm-hmm. I've, I can and I've messed it up a lot of times and I'm not where I want to be. But if you and I start working together right now, I guarantee you're going to learn from all my mistakes. I've got your back. We're going to go for it. I need you on board. Let's do this. And let's and just that kind of like approach as opposed to tell between your legs. Well, you know, well, I know I'm not successful yet, but I'm hoping if you join my team, you might you might be, you know, amazing and we might do well together. <laughs> so, so, so and, and timid salesmen have skinny children. That was it. It was Zig Ziglar, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Timid scale, yeah. Timid salespeople have hungry kids. Yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but if you are a timid salesperson, there's nothing wrong with admitting that either. You know, that's right. And, and saying, I'm hey, about that. You absolutely. can be a timid salesman who kills it. Absolutely. And I I, I say in uh, one of the chapters of the book, I say, hey, if you've got somebody who you really wanted to approach and you're two years in and you still haven't approached them, give them a call and say, Hey, you probably aware, and you, you know, kind of make fun of yourself. You probably were from all the, from Facebook, but I've been doing this coffee or wraps or makeup thing for two years. And they'll say, yep. Yeah, I do. I see your pulse all bloody day long. You, <laughs> can, you can come back and say, I got something to admit. And I'm going to say, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. I've been wanting to say hi and reach out to you and let you know what I've been doing for the last two years, but I've been too scared to. Mm-hmm. And then they go, what do you mean you've been too scared to? Well, you know, you're, you've been, you're successful and I've always kind of looked up to you and I wanted to kind of prove that I could do this first. But, and then, you know, all the barriers are down. They'll put their arm around you over the phone or they'll put their arm around you physically and say, Don't, why, that's nuts. You should have told me about this. I've been kind of watching from the sidelines. How's it going? And it's fascinating when you kind of, expose yourself a little bit and drop drop the fakeness and the act and you just say hey this is where i am people will step towards you and say okay what's going on yeah yeah that's very cool that's absolutely true and then you're and then be inspired by it be truly inspired by it don't be pumped up by by someone at the company getting you inspired for for a day or two and then it goes away if you're truly inspired about it you you will suck people in and i have actually a little practical tip too this is kind of like a sneaky little psychological trick to get people 
um, wanting to uh, engage in, in wanting to sign up to your opportunity is when you sit down with them, understand that most people don't want to be sold, but they love to buy. And so you want to make the decision seem like it was their decision to make. And so one little trick that you can do is to begin to flip the script around. It's an old pimp term, but you, you begin to turn the tables. And the way you do that is you by asking them questions. So once you're in the presentation, you show them cool things about the company, undeniable success that the company has had, but you may not have yet yet, but you show them the, the, the undeniable success that some of the people in the company have and that the company has had. And you can ask some leading questions like, you see how how awesome uh, what this person did? And they say, yes. And you'd be like, man, if, if we did some of what they did, can you imagine where we could be as well? And they go, that's true. And, and you say, and you can say something like, do you believe by working with a company like this, that has achieved this for so many other people that we could have success too? And if he says, well, yeah, and they say, and then ask why, why? And then when he answers that why, he is now beginning to tell you the reasons why he should join the company. And so you can begin to flip the script and now you ask him questions that have him selling himself on you and your opportunity now. Okay, and then just to one more layer of the onion back, what Mitch said there is what I say all day long is we. He's not mm-hmm. saying, do you see why you could have success with this or do you see why you should join or can you see you driving that car? <laughs> I didn't even know that I said that. Yeah, you awesome. said we. So you're now in this together. You put your arm around them. And, and, and in my regular sales job, this is exactly what I say when I make the recommendation. I don't say, I recommend that you buy this stuff. I simply say, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to start off with boom. And we're in it together at that point. Because as soon as I say, this is what you need to do, they're going to go, why are you telling me what I need to do? I'll figure it out myself, buddy. So, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, so, so we, so yeah, so that's brilliant. Because what Mitch has said there is, can, can you see, you know, this girl here, she's you know, already 50 grand a month and she's got a whatever. That's amazing. Can you see how we could get there and, you know, if we work together that we could be on that beach someday and brilliant. So, yeah, don't forget to put your arm around them, be in it together. And another analogy that I use when I'm training people, I say to them, if I say, if I'm in training and I say, hey, get up right now and run out of that door, they're going to look at me and say, what? And if I say, I want you to get up right now and run through that door, they're going to look at me and say, screw you, I'm not going to do that. But if I jump up and say, hey, come on, let's go. And I start running towards the door and kind of put my arm towards them, come with me. They're going to get up. They're going to run out the door with me. And they're going to say, what the hell are we doing out here? And I purely because I've demonstrated it and took them with me and said, we need to get the hell out of here because there's a freaking rattlesnake in the corner or whatever it is. Yep, well said. And that, and that brings me to another point, which is, you know, if you yell fire, I'm getting out of here. First, someone's going to follow you and you didn't even tell them to do anything. You just told them what there was and you said what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so what's interesting is you're not going to convince people to join an MLM if you don't make them feel emotions. And a lot of people are scared to make them feel emotions. And what, what you need to do, which is classic salesmanship, which is classic copywriting, is you need to make people feel the terrible, like they need to feel uncomfortable with where they're at in life. They need to feel the pain of where they are. And the gap between where they are right now and where they want to be. And you have to twist that knife because you need to stir up enough emotion within them in order for them to actually make a decision. Because if you don't do that, if you don't take the time, and I dare I say 80 to maybe 90% of the entire conversation is about the lack and where and how you're not, how they don't like where they're at in life and how they don't have the opportunities and how they, they don't get to go on exotic vacations, how they don't like, how they hate their boss and how they're stuck in the rat race of where they are. And if you don't really drudge that up and stir that pot and make them feel very, very, very uncomfortable and like they need to make a change, they're not going to make a change. And so your job, as uncomfortable as it sounds, is you need to hurt them and twist that knife in order to rustle up enough emotion inside them so that they are ready to actually make a change. And then it's easy to present a solution to them, but you won't do it if you're afraid to make them feel very uncomfortable with where they're at. All right, beautiful. So can I add to that as well? Absolutely. All right. So here's an example of that. So if you're the saying, you know, pour fuel on the fire or dig the knife in there or whatever, you know, usual kind of sayings, but a more, even more powerful way of doing that is for them to open up the wound and get some 
a knife and stick it in there or get a can of gasoline and throw it on their own fire. And the way I do this is someone calls in to me in my regular job and says, I'm thinking of buying gold and silver. Okay, why? Why? Well, I want to diversify. I don't like the way the government's running things and the economy and the dollar and da 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 They come up with all the usual canned responses. So what I do, I go past, present, future. And I say, okay, so how long have you been thinking about this? How long has this been a concern of yours? How long have you been worried about where the dollar's going or the economy? And they're not going to say, well, I only thought of it yesterday. They're going to come back and say, well, you know, last two or three years or because of this government or whatever the fact is, it doesn't really matter what it is, but they're going to go back in their time, a year, two years, three years, five years, and recognize that this has been on their mind for, let's say, three years. So I let them do that. Then I say, okay, so you've been worried about this for three years. Have you done, over the last three years, have you done anything to help overcome this? Have you done anything to help yourself protect against the economy, the dollar, or whatever the topic is? And they're going to admit to themselves, no, I've done nothing. I'm not telling them. I'm not saying, have you done anything? Why not? I'm saying, what have you you done? They're going to say, well, really, I haven't really done anything. That's kind of why I'm calling. Okay, great. So there's other options to help combat the dollar, the economy. The, the, what, what are you currently doing right now? So I took them to the past. They've gone, oh, shit, I've not done anything about this. So then kind of a Colombo kind of thing. Oh, so what are you doing about it right now? They're going to say to themselves, well, actually, I'm not even doing anything about it right now. <laughs> I'm not saying it to them. What are you doing? Why not? I'm saying, oh, so what are you doing? And they go, oh, my God, I'm actually doing nothing. I haven't done anything about it. Final piece of the puzzle is, okay, would you agree that the economy, the dollar, this, whatever, is, is that going to right itself or is that going to get more of an issue, more of a problem down the line over the next couple of years? They're going to obviously say, I think it's going to get worse. It's going to be a bigger deal. Right. What plans have you got? What are you going to be doing two or three years from now to solve this problem? And now they've gone, oh, my God, I am a chump. I've done nothing about this for three years. I'm actually doing nothing about it right now, and I have no plans in the future to how I'm going to do this. I better get this fixed right now. So Absolutely I, brilliant. Right, so what I've done there, instead of me putting the fuel in the fire and sticking the knife in the wound, they've done it to themselves. I love that. And you've anchored it to the past, present, and the future, so it's like a, what is it, the Scrooge? The, 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 the Scrooge. Uh, yeah, the Christmas cow. Yeah, the Christmas Carol, where the where it's anchored in all three all three states, and it's just that's absolutely brilliant. It's it's funny because of all the studying I've done and out of everything that I've been through and gone through and done, I've never heard that before, and I'm going to use it now. All right, so it's ten grand a letter, okay? Ah, uh, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, so let's go back to the network marketing world. So you're sat there, you know, you're having coffee with your friend that you, you know, were in high school with or whatever, and you've caught up with each other somehow, or it might be your best friend you see every week. It doesn't matter. Just bring up a, bring up some kind of, you know, I don't know whether you've noticed, but, you know, Joe and I, we started working with this network marketing company because, you know, for the last three years, we've been like, man, we need to get another source of income. We don't know how reliable this job is. And, and the kids are getting more expensive and this and that. You know, for three years, we were thinking, what the heck are we going to do? And then last year, we stumbled across this thing and we, we thought, yeah, let's go for it. And you know, it's hard. It's been harder than we expected. We haven't got the instant results we thought. We don't have the mansion by the beach just yet. But we're really confident that two or three years from now, if we keep this going, that we're going to, you know, we're going to get the credit cards paid off and we're going to get the you know, little, little one in private school. So it's feeling kind of good. Shut the hell up. And your <laughs> person's going to go, oh, man. You know, that's when, going back to what we talked about earlier, they're going to say, they're going to ask you about your business. They're going to say, well, what is it that you're doing? Or is that skincare thing really going to do that? Or the coffee or the shakes or whatever? Now they've asked you about your business because you've taken past, present, future in your world. But as you're saying past, present, future, how to win friends and influence people, they're thinking about themselves. What have I done the last three years? I'm doing nothing about it now. And oh boy, you know, I, I want to be in that position three years from now on the beach with those guys because they're good friends of mine. That, that's another way of using it. Brilliant. I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it from now on. All right, there you go. Okay, so here we go. So let's just summarize because I'm taking up a lot of time, Mitch's time here. So we started off with the jab, 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 right hook kind of approach, create a Facebook group or create some kind of 
place where you can be the authority and you don't have to be the guru the be all and end all you can be a conduit like i am with this podcast where you say hey i just you know and you bring someone else in or you you find a blog post that you thought was cool share that with your group or you find a youtube video it doesn't have to be you don't think for 30 days or 90 days you've got to wake up every morning with like the gift of the marketing world yeah. be that that conduit or curator of good stuff so yes. that's number one number two is the was it the lead magnet or was that number three number two was it was a, we had a whirlwind of a talk i can't remember stuff yes yeah. so i know there was a number two i can't remember what that is but we'll find it and i'll put it in the show notes number yes. three was the lead magnet yes and, and mitch demonstrated the ultimate lead magnet and then we've come up with a way of now painting the picture of the of the again all the way through this has been congruency and genuineness and being open and expose yourself to to your weaknesses and they'll relate to you and yes. not not push not tell people but have them ask you and have them tell themselves they better make some changes because two or three years from now they're going to be in the same position so is that a good summary of what we've done today sounds just perfect i mean those are really what we covered here is the absolute basics, what I like to call the foundations. It's like, see, it's it's easy to get distracted. And this is what I, I want listeners to understand is it's easy to get distracted by the newest Pinterest thing, the newest Instagram thing, the new, the newest Periscope now, everyone, mm-hmm. the meerkat and everything. It's it's and what you need to understand is you need to get the basics and the fundamentals down. And the fundamentals are building a list, being congruent, making friends, learning sales. And learning to be able to paint a, a compelling future and and inspire people to follow you in it, which is being a leader. And those are the basics and the fundamentals. And just like a basketball player, you don't you know Kobe Bryant right after he right after he wins a big championship. You know the next day, you know he's practicing three point shots. He's practicing simple dribbling techniques and footwork because that's the fundamentals that matter. And some of that other stuff is fun to do, but don't get distracted by it and think that's the, that's the meat. It's not the meat. It's the fundamentals are always the fundamentals, salesmanship skills, making friends, being more of a leader, trying to make yourself an authority. Those are the fun that found building a list. Those are foundations and it's okay to do some of this other stuff, but never neglect and forget the foundations and don't get distracted by the shiny object because the fundamentals have never changed because they're just human behavior and the way human psychology works. Brilliant. Thank you for that summary. So listeners, you got some good stuff today. Again, go to the website, how to market you and your business.com. We'll have a summary. We'll have links to any of the resources we talked about. You can download it, stick it on your your phone or listen to it in the car, whatever you want to do. But there's so much stuff here. You literally can listen to this episode three and four times and you'll you'll there'll be you'll find new things and and, yeah. and, and and Mitch's huge experience, huge success. Very honored that you've been on the show today and very grateful and very thankful. And uh, again, thanks so much, Mitch. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so there you have it. You now have work to do. Drop everything and implement at least one of the strategies you've heard. No, really. If you don't take action right away, it won't happen. Visit Paul's website at www.paulgwamsley.com for more free training and resources. And email him at paul at paulgwamsley.com with any questions or challenges.